He was a reformed ex-con who wanted to spend the holidays with the girl of his dreams. I have been dreaming about that smile. But now, he's being forced to mastermind a crime he doesn't want to commit. He knows he wants to take a casino. What started out as love... You're in on this. What are you talking about? I love you! ...could end up in murder. Let's play! Ben Affleck and Charlize Theron sizzle in the most entertaining thrill ride of the year. Reindeer Games. Rated R. Starts Friday everywhere. Welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies, the awesome podcast by this old millennial, me, Angela Yoshiko, and the other old millennial, Tyler Wilson. Hi, Tyler. Hi, it's Old Millennials Remember Christmas Movies. Old Millennials Remember Christmas Movies? I mean, kind of. Okay, so (laughs) we are going to talk about a movie that has a Christmassy title called Reindeer Games. It takes place at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. (laughs) I mean, yes, there are Santas involved. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Snow, which is a, a requirement I recently learned um, for Tyler for anything to qualify as a Christmas movie. It needs to have more snow. It doesn't need... I, it, it, you get points for having more snow. Yeah, you weren't a fan of the Frozen 2 because you're like, needed more snow. Even though it's not a Christmas movie, you were like, needs more snow. No, that was more of an issue of it being called Frozen. I need more snow in a movie called Frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we're going to talk about reindeer games. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, what I like is that we did last week, we did uh, The Santa Claus, yes. an impop- a po- very popular movie of, of our generation, a Christmas movie. And so what did we decide to do after that? A movie that no one saw. <laughs> yeah, so the five people who did see it yeah. are definitely listening to this podcast. Hello, you five people who saw reindeer games. I feel like because of like other... Um, movie uh podcast like how did this get made did a pretty great reindeer games episode so there's i think there are more people out there that have seen reindeer games because of um its status as being hmm, not great <laughs> but amazing <laughs> it's okay. something else so we are going to get into it like usual but before we do we will talk about what we have been watching so we did go to a movie together. We've been crushing it on date nights, getting to, like, current movies. I know. I To the point where it's been doing, we've been doing really good, but now it's like we're getting to the point where, uh, not to put us in a specific date around here, but, like, that Star Wars movie's going to come out on the day that we usually have date night, but, mm-hmm. like, there's already, like, no tickets. So, like, we're just going to not I go mean, see Star Wars I that mean, day. this, uh... It's going to have to be something else. Yeah, yes- We'll have to go do another thing. Yesterday, we were like, okay, let's, like, not go to a movie, and then we're like, fuck, what are we going to do? So then it we was raining a lot. A it was raining. We didn't... Have, we were going to do something, but then it was raining. So, like, what do people who don't go to movies do um, as adults out and about who aren't probably, like, drinking because it's, like, a weeknight? No, I was going to say they drink <laughs> yeah yeah i looked up like are there any bars that do pub trivia on our thursday nights mm. not really putt putt not right season sports we can do sports athletic activities tough to do. it's pouring it's raining i was just saying it's fine but yeah anyway i know okay so we saw dark waters in the theaters which mm-hmm. is the uh movie with uh what's his name oh good job remembering it <laughs> it stars Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, who I adore. Yeah, he is uh, yeah, a very good actor. People, a lot of people know him now as being like Bruce Banner, but I think he's, he was a very good Bruce Banner, but he's uh, very good in uh, pretty much everything he's in. He is playing a real-life lawyer who uh, spent uh, like, like two decades going after the, the DuPont chemical company for... Mm-hmm. 
the movie kind of starts off with a, a farmer's kind of a lawsuit. His cattle are dying, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger from there. Yes. And, yeah, so it's a procedural, like a legal procedural. Not a movie that you see a lot of anymore. At least, like, wide release. I don't think it made much money, but anyway, like, it's a, it's a bit of a throwback in terms of what you usually see in the theaters these days. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? Um, I was impressed that I could still be attracted to Mark Ruffalo, even when he's playing like a frumpy older lawyer dude. That was a good insight on the quality of the film. <laughs> uh, yeah, it means that like he still was carrying like I, I still found him really interesting. I think he made probably a person that might, maybe maybe wasn't very personable in real life very interesting to watch, and I was very much pulled in by his performance of that character. He's a schlubby guy who's got, kind of has social anxiety a little bit. Yeah. Um, is not seemingly uh, he he begins. I mean, it, as I think most um, movies tend to exaggerate what lawyers do in the courtroom. A lot of it is just like a lot of paperwork and a lot of this kind of behind the scenes stuff and he does a good job of conveying like that's the kind of lawyer he is he's not like a trial lawyer but he has to kind of speak up and do some things at some certain points and it's uh hard for him and it mm-hmm. kind of weighs on him which is it's a really good performance just because it's uh yeah showing kind of that it's just a even if you're not interested in even the case or the legal world his kind of having to tackle these hurdles to do his job are it's a kind of a intriguing depiction i also liked that even though it was like hey there's this big bad company that's killing people Mm -hmm. killing cows and stuff there wasn't like a singular person villain really no i mean it it kind of seems like there's going to be one with victor garber but then he kind of doesn't have a lot to he kind of disappears from the story later on so he did, yeah, what? Where did he go? Well, I mean, the mo- it's a it's a it's a weird movie in that it, like it, this thing started in the '90s and then it only just recently had a, a fairly recent outcome. Uh, it's not even over, so there's been a lot of people involved, and the the movie kind of has to jump a, a large gap in that regard. And so, yeah, no, I don't. I, there's not a per, there's not a human uh, villain per se, but there's. I mean, it makes you never. You just don't want to trust any. Uh, any big company ever, basically. It's hard. It does not make big business look good. But it no. doesn't... I've Like, I maybe took away a different takeaway than the movie was intending. But my takeaway was that I f- people have good intentions. Like, they created a product they thought was going to help people and make them money, which is I think is fine for a business to want to make money. Sure. And then they discovered it was really, really bad. And then it shows you, like... I think it kind of, for me, I took away this, like, it's just a really slippery slope of, like, well, okay, then we're going to, like, cover this little thing up, and then we're going to cover that. I, I can see I could see how it could happen very easily over decades and decades and decades and different sure. employees and different leaders and different people until you have a giant cover-up that people are. And know. they're still, I mean, the movie still is showing them as the company's still, like, fighting pretty much every suit or money they're supposed yeah. to pay so like i don't feel that bad for, i don't I, no they, i don't feel i didn't say i felt bad for no. them I, but i, I appreciate feel... how this movie didn't make a singular villain like even the ford v ferrari had like a character that was like a villain it was just like that was fucking annoying yeah I, I yeah i can see that it definitely um because it's, it's an easier route to like kind of personify that villainy in some way mm-hmm. and you know usually in a movie like this it's like the opposing council even though they are not necessarily like necessarily involved in the the villainy they're just defending the villainy right yes. 
that doesn't have that in this movie. Not really. So, so. It, for me, it didn't have that like irritating factor. It had the horrifying factor of being like, oh, fuck shit. This is based on like real shit. Like I got to go home and throw some shit out of my house because I'm getting poisoned. Pretty much. I really, uh, Bill Pullman shows up later oh in the movie. God. So good. He, so, so he's good. like this like eccentric Southern lawyer. Uh, he doesn't have a lot in the movie to no. do, but it's like when he shows up, you just kind of want to like just split the movie off and follow him around for like yes. a half hour. I was like, can he have a show? Like, what's and he can doing? I watch it? What's his home life like? I want to see what this yeah. guy does when he leaves. Who does he hang out with? Yeah. What's his wife or husband like? I really like. Tell me uh, more. Yeah. That. And the only thing I really didn't care for the movie was I, I felt like it kind of underutilized Anne Hathaway. I just, I feel like, uh, her clout and stature now, she doesn't need to be doing these kind of wife roles that does, I mean, she's a secondary character. It's just a, it's just a fact of the movie that, and it's not necessarily even bad that she is a secondary character because it is a story of this lawyer. I just feel like if you're going to hire Anne Hathaway, you should utilize Anne Hathaway. And they do a little bit kind of toward the end, but I, I, a lot of the movie, I was just like, like, what, what, does she just feel strongly about the case? Because I'm like, why are you in the movie? I feel like the purpose, the main purpose of her in the movie was to have babies, to have those babies grow up, to show the passage of time. <laughs> right. She's like, oh, pregnant with first baby. Oh, pregnant with second. Oh, pregnant with third. Oh, now they're all, like, older kids. I felt like it was just, well, like, they yeah. time has passed. They teased the thing that, like, she was a lawyer. And so yes. I thought, well... Well, okay, she probably must get involved in this at some point. But no, no, she doesn't. She's just yeah. on the at sidelines. At one point, she's, like, having a conversation with um, kind of a big wig guy at his company. And she she kind of puts him in his place where she's I like, like that you know, bef before I was, like, basically she's saying, like, before I was a mom, I was, like, a full-time fucking workers' comp attorney. Yeah. So you're like, ooh, she's got sass and law back Yeah, that scene came too late. I really, like, that was a good scene. I was like, oh, okay, that's why they hired Anne Hathaway. But then, it, like, the then movie was over. The movie was over. They didn't so. let her do anything. That wasn't actually over. That was when he was fighting with, uh, what's his name? That public scene where he got in the fight with Garber or whatever. Oh, that was. part. Yeah. 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 That's, well, that was early. That was early, but then that she was disappears the tease, for a while. And then she just yeah. goes back to being like, I'm yeah. pregnant. I know. Just. So that was. Whatever. Like, I mean, it's not like. It's fine. It's just a, it's just a, it's, I feel like a movie just, we've seen that a lot. That's all. And it seems like you should just, if you're going to. Have that part fine. It's a story about Mark Ruffles' character. Great. Just get something else. If you show me Anne Hathaway, it makes me seem like, like okay, well, Oscar winner Anne Hathaway is going to be in this movie doing something, and she's not really doing anything. So Yeah. It's like they're trying to, like, you know, have the female voice in there, but it's more like an afterthought. So, uh, conversely, uh, I watched the Netflix movie Marriage Story, which is uh, really a divorce story between two characters played by Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. And it's by Noah Baumbach, who is a filmmaker I really like. He's made um, Francis Ha and Squid and the Whale and uh, Margot the Wedding. Lots of these type of movies you kind of know the type of uh, movies like that. Anyway, what I was saying about that is that this movie also has like kind of big name people in these like minor roles. Like Laura Dern to me is a big name person. She's like one of the attorneys in the movie and she's kind of just like steals the movie for a little while every time she's on screen. Same with like Ray Liotta who's in there as a lawyer and Alan Alda as a lawyer and there's all these little other people that are kind of like sprinkled throughout that are kind of like when they are in the movie they are they are in the movie and they are providing a, a you know some clout. 
That being said, I thought it was uh, maybe I, as a fan of Noah Baumbach, I I like his movies, and I think this might be like his like one of his best. Oh, it's so good. I wasn't um, sure where you were going there. I thought you were going to say one of his worst. A, a lot of people, I think, because it's on Netflix, it's like and it's highly touted. It's there. Johansson and Driver are going to be nominated for stuff and maybe win and blah blah blah. And so there's a lot of clout behind it and a lot of buzz. And so it's on Netflix, so people watch it and they're just like, "This movie's horrible" because it's like this this movie about people getting divorced. Uh, but it's really smart, and I it, it there are two actors I've, I don't think I've ever been better, and there are two actors I really like. Yeah, and they're playing people who you care about and you sympathize with them, but they're also with Noah Baumbach. They are not like. They're not. They're not perfect, and they do make mistakes. And the movie kind of uh, uh, leans in on that and leans in on their pettiness a little bit sometimes in the moment. And I, I, that's I bring that up because I think some of the discussion online is like there's this big confrontation in the middle-ish or toward the end of the movie where they have a big blow-up fight, and I think a lot of people are mocking like some of Adam Driver's characters. Uh, comments about things and being like this is such a like a rich white person's problem movie and this guy's that's what a petty thing or whatever and i was like well yeah no they're making a movie yes. about real people yeah who are welcome who's to petty, the party whose petty shit come up when they when they fight and you know because he's Adam driver plays like a playwright in new york this is all noah bombach's world of like authors and plays so i mean once you if you're familiar with his work it's not like that big of a radical change but he's had some success scarlett johansson was an actress who was like in a teen movie big popular but then she met him and she became like the main actress at his little theater company and they worked together for years and then they had a kid and then things start to fall apart and she wants to move back to LA and that's where all this trouble starts um yeah it's really good they're both incredible uh against each other in their own separate scenes and it lean I, I think time wise it leans more gives you more of Adam Driver's story but what I really liked about it was is that it just doesn't it still doesn't tip its its hand like you can see why both are fighting for what they're fighting for and even though you spend more time with him because he's kind of put in a position that he has to kind of uh, probably change the most I think and that's what the movie ultimately kind of ends up being a little bit about toward the end it still doesn't abandon like her perspective and and her what she's going for and what her arc was too so it has some great uh just individual scenes that i love and it i think it comes together really well i think it is uh as advertised one of the best movies of the year nice so it's good and you watched it without me you're such a jerk yeah i did because Why? you don't watch we i can barely get you to watch these movies the ones that we watch on the show Whatever, we just sat and watched like two episodes of The Prophet and Mandalorian. You're telling me we couldn't have watched a good movie? We could, but time frame? we have a child up at the time with the language and the other thing and, um, the you know, no, there, yeah, you can, I told this you. This is why our marriage is in trouble because you watch so many movies, good movies without me. I wonder, I was listening to one podcast where they're talking about like, uh, they were discussing like, well, we came out, I saw it with my spouse and we came out of it okay, but like apparently other people have like, you know, I think that there is a... What? Tell me more. Well, it's kind of like with Midsommar when, when that came out, you know, and like, I think that there was some chatter about like some people like, like I, I just read a lot of things about like 
part people who are together going to the movie and like getting in a fight afterwards because some of the dudes were like, well, I don't know why that guy was so bad. And then the, the, the female is just like, fuck you, you know, like, <laughs> like you're getting in a fight cause you're taking sides. Right. And so I could see that potentially happening, uh, in this movie where you're just like, well, if, if for some reason someone came out and was like, well, I don't know what the fuck. She's, she's a bitch or he's an asshole. And then it's just like, whoa. And then whoa, you like, whoa, whoa. because it might be something that like hits close to home about because i think a lot of the things that are they're not bad people and they both want to be with their kid and they both want these other things and it's like what they want is not irrational and how they behave is not necessarily irrational so you could sympathize or be angry with either one of them at any turn and so if you're taking it personally i think some people would you know maybe could clash a little bit when they watch it you know are we going to clash after I watch it? I don't... I mean, I wouldn't think so, just because I think... I don't know. I don't... Maybe you would have a different reaction, but I personally found, like, both stories to be, like, totally honest and, like, yeah, no. I mean, you could follow one person and be like, they're totally right. And you could follow the other person and be like, they're totally right. So... But that's my perspective. Maybe other people would feel other, other differently. Maybe you would think that one of them was clearly worse. <laughs> Hmm. And it's a character defect that I thought that they were okay. I don't know. I doubtful. I doubt it, but I doubt it. My anyway. opinion on people is that everybody's pretty much equally shitty and equally just perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I yep, and I think that's just a good movie that that kind of shows that it's also a funny movie. It's not it's not heavy all the time, which is what I liked about I it. I love too. Adam Driver. He's really oh man, he's just so good in this. Okay. I'll watch it. You can watch it. I like just like the Irishman. You know, like I'm, I said, I'm happy to watch these movies again. And you didn't take me up on the Irishman yet, so I'm just saying. Well, it's like eight hours long. It's three and a half. Jesus. Okay. Are you ready to move on to some Christmas movies? That yeah, we watched we've recently? been. Yeah, we watched some Christmas movies. We watched uh, the uh, the Netflix original with the kids. Noel with Anna Kendrick. I also love Anna Kendrick. You know, there are just some actors and actresses that can almost just do anything on screen, and you're like, yep, I like them. I mean, I've watched all three of those Pitch Perfect movies because I like Anna Kendrick, but yeah. not because I like Pitch Perfect, because I, I really don't. I d- didn't like the careful, first one very careful. much. Well, no, people do. The first one, I think, is an okay movie. The sequels are not good, so whatever. Careful. But anyway, I would always watch them because Anna Kendrick, she's I think. super watchable. I like her. And you still haven't seen the one that she's really good into, is that Simple Favor with oh, her and Blake, You're watching Blake more Lively. great movies without me? That was sure. like two years ago, dear. Why don't you get on the get on the bus? hate you anyway we watched noel with the kids we did it was i thought it was good it's not it's not like uh i think it's a step up from like it's definitely like several steps up from like your hallmark uh, or straight to netflix christmas shit that people watch right yes it has uh people in it It has bill Hader is in it no she is uh i mean it's not the premise itself just announces its whole plot story uh ahead of time she's like the the Santa, like, the, her brother is going to inherit the, the throne of Santa. That's Bill Hader. He doesn't want it. And she's the one that really likes to do, she like, has car- the magic. So you're just like, okay, well, this movie's just clearly going to run to, like, her becoming Santa. And so that's what we have to, like, yeah, it's a little bit I mean, of, like, okay, we know where this is going. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fu- But it's, that's it's fine. It's fine because you're watching her. But in the moment, yeah. you're like, okay, let's move this along. Yeah. We know where this is going. But, you know, I think she's she's charming. And so that it, it plays even when they take the movie away from snowy areas to Phoenix, which is a peeve of mine with these Hollywood, these, uh, these films. 
But uh, Bill Hader is good in, in a definitely a supporting role, though. He's not in it, despite the big giant screen when you open it up on the Disney Plus. It's like Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader right there. And you're like, well, it's an Anna Kendrick movie. He's um, in it. A I like bit. how there is um, a dude in the movie that yeah. she meets that is not a love interest. Not a love interest. Um, that would typically, in 99% of these movies, become a love interest by the end. Yeah. I mean, spoiler. Actually, Anna, Anna Kendrick is pretty good. She has an interesting energy in that I think personally that she can be very uh, sexy and fun. And sexy? Why did you say it like that? Well, sexy. I don't know. I'm trying not to make it sound like lecherous. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that she can exude that. But also, I think that what I what I like about her a lot is that she can also sh- share chemistry with an actor or an actress that is not romantic chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is not... I think a lot of a lot of act- good actors can do that, but I don't think a lot of movies will a let the, their characters do that, and b it actually happens and that it happens in the moment. So I do like. I mean, it's totally believable, like that it's not like it never feels like it's even going to steer that way in a couple of different ways because she's good at kind of do- yeah. portraying that. Yeah, so that know? was refreshing a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. I that's why one of the reasons why I like Anna Kendrick is that she can kind of play. I think it's part of it is because she's she. When I when she first came on, she was only like nineteen or whatever. She's very young, so maybe there's some of that innocence, quote unquote, that's still there. I don't know, but she's good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's a, it's totally agreeable. Would uh, you watch it again next Christmas? Yeah, our kids want to watch it again. Our 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 uh, oldest daughter liked it probably the most, which was fun. She liked it a lot. So that was good. Uh, we rewatched. Oh, you were doing something out, so we rewatched the because we, we did the episode on the Santa Claus. The kids really wanted to watch Santa Claus two, so we did that. We talked a little bit about the Santa Claus two on air last week. How you were kind of making, uh, we were kind of discussing whether it was a, it's a very strange or creepy or uh, very yeah, just a very creepy storyline of like he needs to find a wife. Mm-hmm. And basically, we're trying to trick uh, Elizabeth Mitchell into having a. So rewatching it, where'd you land on that? Yeah, I mean, I think the well, first of all, there was a big gap between these two, like eight years, uh, and it's definitely the sequel is just like more Disney. It's Disneyfied to the point of like the first half hour of this is just like Disney Channel nonsense. Like, just the kids, our kids liked it. That's just exactly what sure. the movie they're making, right? Sure, sure, sure. But it's not like what I like about the first movie, which is a little bit of that the slight edge mm-hmm. has gone from this movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not there. Uh, I've, I think I said that I did like before last week, I said I liked that the, the part where he, they, he is like in that courtship with her, uh, where it kind of stops being he's, because he's back to looking like Tim Allen. It doesn't look like Santa. And so we get a little bit of that. He's still got some magic that he uses. And I still say that that stuff works really well. There's a, it's weird. There's a good 25 minutes of this movie that's just really, really good. Like, it's great. And then the rest of it is just like, (laughs) 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 but I kind of like it. I don't think he is, they, they work extra hard to make it not as creepy as it should be by making her like that. They just, she's, yeah, she starts off as like the, the shrew character, right? Like she's, she's a hard ass principal. Her son's getting, Tim Allen's son's getting in trouble. Right. But she, 
you know, we realize that she's, you know, not, that's just her job or whatever. But she, there's these comments about like, well, I just loved Christmas and the magic of it. And I always had this connection. So like, it eases you into that role of like, yeah, no, if she learned about all this, she would be like, A, cool with it. And two, like, not that upset if he showed up all chubby and hairy and all that. And it works to the point where he's not trying to, they make a, you know, they do the thing where it's like, well, I started off, I was, yeah, I was looking for a wife, but then I didn't realize that I was going to end up meeting you and falling for you and blah, blah, blah. And I, and, and he also like the magic he uses to like, quote unquote, tricker into a magical evening. He cops to immediately and is like, and the reason he does it is like, you like, you believe in this. You believe in this and you believe that I'm doing this and that's why it's special. I only would do that if, I didn't think that you weren't going to be, like, into that part. And she, he's right. Mm. So I kind of like how it, like, goes... It still has this tough time where it's like, well, it's almost in five minutes. I'm not going to be. Will you just marry me so we can deal with it? And, you know, that's what an impossible situation to put yourself in. So that's wow. a little bit weird. It's It has that... Uh, if you recall, it also has the subplot of the toy Santa, yes, Tim Allen. I do recall. Yes. And so that's... Uh, I mean that's something. I think Tim Allen is, seems to be having fun with it, but it's it's goofy. It's all very uh, saccharine Disney Channel ish. Kids liked it. The kids liked it. They want to watch Santa Claus Three, and I keep telling them, "It's like, well, that one's even like Santa Claus Two is kind of like okay, like it's watchable, and I really like that twenty minutes where they're like he's using the magic and stuff like that. But like Santa Claus Three doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. Yeah, just watch the first one again. <laughs> yeah, but we'll probably watch it. Um, and then we watched uh, The Grinch, that new Grinch from last year that I, mm -hmm. it's on Netflix. Fascinating. You just, you don't care. And I was going to say, the only reason I'm ending on this is that it's like, what an utter, like, who cares movie. Like, I don't know. It was just like on. It was just I happening like on screen. I was home when you were watching that and I was oh. like, no. <laughs> you might have been. I'm it, going to my room. It's yeah. just Watch exactly. Watch some vampire diaries. It, I, I really like the old cartoon Grinch. I like that story. And I remember when Jim Carrey did it, that it was exciting because Jim Carrey was still really big, you know, big superstar. I super liked style. the Jim Carrey version. Well, that is a candidate for our show, by the way, and I think it's we we could we sh we should address that movie, you know, because it's got some very strange things going on. But the Jim Carrey one, yeah. Uh, what? It's oh, it's not the movie you remember, but Wait, what? <laughs> it's not the movie. You remember? Why is it like rapey or something? Were we no, about? but it's very weird, and it's not it's not the Grinch in the way that you would. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Let's go ahead and watch that this weekend. Oh, you want to add that one to the list, huh? Yeah, so save your comments about this Grinch. Okay, well, we'll maybe we'll watch it. Maybe we'll be an episode. Maybe it won't. Maybe we're well, just teasing nothing. Now you teased me. I don't know if I can watch another Grinch. I just watched this other Grinch movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this one is just like a nothing burger. It's made by, like, the Illumination people that do, like, Despicable Me, and it's just, like, pop music. Ugh. And it, it's fine. It's not like, it's nothing, like necessarily wrong with it but it's just like it is what it is and it's just like the same here's one thing that i don't get so even in that jim carrey one they brought in anthony hopkins to be the narrator and in the old one it's like boris karloff right in the old cartoon and in this one it's pharrell williams and listen i don't have a problem with pharrell williams as a singer actor whatever but like voiceover like stately voiceover <laughs> I think it's just because he has a relationship or something with Illumination already. I don't know. It was just like this is just it was just an an example of them wanting to use a name, famous name, to put on the thing, 
and just be like, whatever, here it is. And it, it, it just sounds that way, too. Mm. It's just not. Benedict Cumberbatch is the Grinch, but that's something. But I don't know. It just wasn't. I don't know. It just seemed like every other one of those animated movies. Okay. It was a big nothing burger. Okay. So to recap, Dark Waters. Good. See it. Marriage Story. Watch it on Netflix. If yeah. you like, what's his name's other movies? Noah Baumbach. Noah it's Baumbach. good. And if you like, you know, good. If you good like those indie, two actors and stuff. movies. Yeah it's, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty big entity, I guess. But Santa Claus 2. It's fine. <laughs> Noel on Netflix. It's fine. <laughs> and The Grinch. Noel's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, Noel's on. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, we're on a Disney Plus kick here, man. Still on the Disney Plus kick. Sure. Reindeer Games is on Disney Plus. No, it's not. That'd be okay. great if it was. Well, speaking of Reindeer Games, that's a little movie that we're going to talk about now. Are you ready, Tyler? <sighs> Yes, okay. I am. Do you want to do high stats first, or what you remember? I let's. Um, oh, well, I don't know. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> okay, let's hit it with some high stats. Okay. Reindeer Games came out February 25th, <laughs> 2000. That's right, friends. This is a movie with Santa Clauses in it. It's a Christmassy movie. Set at Christmas. That came out in Feb, the end of February. So the, so the story goes, they, uh, there was some production, uh, maybe reshoots and things like that, or it was delayed. It was supposed to come out 99 for the holiday season. People, I think, obviously, at the studio realized what it was and was like, well, it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Let's put it out in February. And it wasn't uh, yeah. well-received. It was rated R. Sure. Um, one hour, 44 minutes. That's not the version we watched. You made me fucking watch the horrible fucking director's cut that was over two hours long. I didn't make you. It's the only option Fuck we had. The you. other, there's no, the, the, there's no other version on the disc. I'll tell you what, I don't know how long it was, but if it was around two hours, those 16 minutes were painful. Those extra What are you talking minutes. about? It's the sexier cut, Angie. It's yeah, the sexier cut. Yeah, no. The director's right on the front of the box been like, this is the cut I like. It's the edgier and sexier. director was John Frankenheimer. Yep, who made um, uh, Ronin and The Manchurian Candidate. He's a legendary filmmaker. Yeah. This was his last movie, and yeah, he died Yikes. within a couple years after this came out. There was an actual writer. His name was Aaron Kruger. That, look him up. He's done other things. No. Like, after the fact, no. too. Yep. No way. Yep. Fired. <laughs> um, it stars Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, mm-hmm. Charlize Theron. Yep. Some other people. Donald Logue. Sure. Danny Trejo. Yep. Ashton Kutcher shows up for five seconds. Yep. <laughs> Isaac Hayes shows up for five seconds. Sure. <laughs> Other people. Okay, so the budget for this movie mm-hmm. was what's your guess? Thirty million. Forty-two million. Yeah, doesn't seem like it was that expensive. And what do you think it grossed in the U.S. and worldwide? I mean, I know it was low, so I'm gonna say. I think opening weekend it was like a million and a half. Ah, uh, no, it made a lot more opening weekend. It made a third of its money opening weekend. You're kidding? No. How much did it make? Opening weekend it made eight million. It grossed in the U.S. twenty three million, and worldwide thirty two million. That's honestly more than you I thought it was. Thought it was because I know that it was That's not still pretty. Just still pretty bad. This is also for context, like right in the heat of Ben Affleck. So Ben Affleck has made. You know, he's had success. He won his Oscar with Matt Damon. He's in Armageddon. He's in some other movies, right? And this is kind of that period where he's doing, you know, he's with Jennifer Lopez. He's getting overexposed and making a lot of really poor choices. This being one of those poor choices. 
All right. Would you like to hear some of the movies that this writer has written? Yeah. Okay. So his name is, what did I say? I just want to know what Aaron he wrote. Kruger. I want to know what he wrote after this. He got other work after this. Okay. So after this. Yes. Oh, before this. Okay. Same year. Yeah. Scream 3. He so he was part of the Weinstein those fuckers uh, crew right because this is a dimension movie so yeah he's just one of those guys the one um, of their guys okay so in IMDb when it in Scream three is not good screenplay or written by what's the difference well screenplay is the actual uh, it, it it depends it usually it's like confusing. story by screenplay by because Reindeer Games he has written by yeah it's just Scream a screenplay. three he has written by yeah the ring mm-hmm. yeah the remake for the ring. No, the 2002 one. That's the remake of the Japanese version. Oh, sure. But yeah. then wasn't there another one? There was a sequel, and then they've made another... See, yeah, there's been a okay, few. Okay, so he got The Ring, Rings, Which is, The I, Ring 2. I think The Ring is pretty good, the first one. The Skeleton Key, Brothers yeah. Grimm. Interesting. Blood and Chocolate. Don't know what that is. Brothers Grimm is, the, is that Heath Ledger, yeah. Matt Damon, yeah. uh, Terry Gilliam movie, which Trans- is a mess, but... And he's got Transformers, three uh, credits for that. Yeah. <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen, Dark Moon. Yeah, movie. yeah, some bad... Tin Man... Oh, that's a TV movie. So he Transformers movies, which, I mean, takes... When you watch this movie and you watch those Transformers... Dumbo. Yeah, he's... Stick... I'm, I'm saying, he's stick... He's been... He came out of Reindeer Games, no problem. Now, again, with screenplays and things like that, you don't know what he necessarily wrote, what got rewritten, what, he, what stage of the project he ended sure. up getting credit on. Uh, so, I, you know... Usually a blip is fine, but he also wrote some fucking Transformers movies, but he still gets work, so there you go. Yeah, People good. must like working with him. Good on him. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I knew that guy. That's a, did, no, I've seen that name a lot, so. Did I cover all the high stats? Y- yeah. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. So, what do you remember about Reindeer Games? Well, I'll tell you what I, did you, what, did you write something? i first, because oh. mine is more terrible, I'm sure. Okay. What do you remember? This is where we sit down before we rewatch the movie mm-hmm. and try to recall things about the plot, what we remember, blah, blah, blah. When we saw it, if anything sure. that we can uh, glean from our memories. Okay. So here's what I remember. I don't remember anything other than Tyler jokingly saying we should watch Reindeer Games every fucking Christmas for the last 18 years. All this time, I thought <laughs> it was a romantic comedy or a Christmas special comedy, like Christmas with the Cranks or Jingle All the Way. Apparently, it's not. I feel like Tyler did make me watch this mm. in the early 2000s, though, when he was writing very high on Ben Affleck. Okay, let's be honest. Tyler will always be loyal to his boy, Ben Affleck. I'm right or die. I kind of maybe <laughs> remember a scene where Affleck was standing around with some other dudes around a semi-truck, and it was intense. Was Charlize Theron there? Is she in this movie? Huh. So that's the thing about Reindeer Games, because when it started, you're like, I've seen this movie. <laughs> yep, immediately. I was like, oh, yeah. But even though you know that, it's one of those movies that's so ridiculous and so, like, awful in a lot of ways that it's very easy to also forget some of the crazy shit that happens in it. Correct. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, this is the movie where they did that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're just like, this is why I keep, like, wanting to watch this, because it's fucking insane. Yep. And it is. It is insane. This is what I wrote. And I don't have I don't have a specific memory of seeing I'm sure in two thousand I saw almost everything that came out in the theater, so I surely saw this in the theater. I don't know why. There's no reason I have no story about it, but it got seen. For sure. Ben Affleck is a recently paroled con who pretends to be his cellmate on the outside after his cellmate dies or whatever. 
Anyway, he does this because he sees a pic of his cellmate's girlfriend, who is Charlie's fucking Theron. Anyway, they bang, but she's mixed up with her brother slash definitely not brother Gary Sinise, and their plan to rob a casino while wearing Santa suits on Christmas Eve. It's a bad fucking idea. Get Affleck some goddamn pecan pie. Which is, I didn't quite get the line right, but he does talk about pecan pie later. How? How do you remember these these movies to this fucking detail? Like, How? Well, oh, the other thing I will add is that uh, a, maybe about five years ago, I uh, my our uh, our friend uh, Jonah, who's very mad that we're doing this episode without him, is uh, he? Yeah, he's furious with you. With me? Yeah, with you specifically. Why? Because I blamed it on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the role you got to listen to the podcast before you can be on the podcast. That's what yeah, I said. Um, I so he's that, not even here throwing shade at him but or I whatever. Said, but I said that you said that. So anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, about five years ago, uh, we, we we I think it must have been on Netflix, and it was we had a fun time watching it. And then around that time, I we discovered there was a director's cut, but it wasn't the one on Netflix at the time. So then I like went onto Amazon, and it was like five dollars for the director's cut. Yep. And then I fuck got you. it, so and then I watched we, it. Fuck you, that's how we so got the So I've seen cut. Reindeer Games a couple of times since 2000, and yet when I was watching this, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that twist. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the director's cut is uh, not anything. <laughs> Let's talk about what a director's cut is. Oh, okay. A director's cut is when an editor was like, there's some shitty parts of your movie, that don't belong in there. <laughs> I like your description. This is a what what uh, an, what would uh, what would Angela uh, Angela explains it all. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the question I is, can't remember what is segments. the director's cut? Yeah, na 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 na. na. <laughs> I'll, I'll get there if I had planned it. Na, 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 na. Couldn't even remember the name of the right, bit. So a director's cut <laughs> is when um, a director hires an editor, pays them a lot of fucking money, all right, to make their movie better. Now, <laughs> no, that's the not editor right. chops out shit that doesn't that's... need to fucking be in there. All right, I like your explanation, but it's, okay. it's wrong. <laughs> and then the director's cut is like, the director's like, fuck you, editor. My version's better. I don't care what the studio says. I don't care what the audience wants. I have this dream movie, and I'm going to put those scenes back the fuck in. Fun fact, there are no director's cuts of Tarantino films. I assume. No, 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 no. Because he doesn't know how to fucking edit himself. Oh, wow. We're still I on this was train. just talking to someone who finally saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's going to win Best Picture this year. You watch. And he was like, God, it was. It, some of it was good, but it was so long. And some part, I was like, I know, because he didn't have a good editor to chop that shit out. So. I don't think the length is the problem. The director's there, cut is they're just adding a bunch of shit because they're like, ooh, this makes the movie better. I love your explanation. It Thank is you. not quite right, but I it is. I think it is more... pretty much. A hundred percent accurate. Your answer is more fun. <laughs> so, do is I want... Is it not correct? Well, I mean, there's a lot of Clarify. reasons. No, I mean, so uh, there's always an editor on a movie. Sometimes a director edits themselves, but not very often. And usually they work together on the cut. And then depending on the arrangement of the financiers, they either the financiers? Ha- the producers, the people that are paying for the movie, sure. the studio... It depends on, like, Martin Scorsese famously has, like, final cut approval, but very few directors have a final cut approval on their movies. Um, only big name ones would have that, right? Even Tarantino, I mean, when he was with Weinstein Company early on, I don't know, I, those people, people are such fucking monsters, they probably would have done all sorts Whoa. of shit. Maybe they didn't because he made good movies, but anyway, 
I don't, I'm not even sure that he had director's cut. You know what I mean? So it's so rare. So the director's cut is like the, you're not the boss of me. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes direct, so sometimes you, they work with the studio, they work with those changes and they're happy with the changes. Not necessarily they're unhappy with it. And then sometimes they make a longer cut. Oh, every movie gets assembled longer than it is and then it eventually gets cut down, right? But other director's cuts like will be, some of them have even been a little bit shorter because they didn't like something later or they've changed their mind. Ridley Scott has changed, uh, changed his things, you know, his way he's wanted to make Blade Runner, and uh, George Lucas likes to fuck around with the Star Wars movies before Disney bought them all, right? So, it, it can depend on... And then, the director's cut term is, like, it's also a marketing thing, right? Especially with this movie that didn't perform well, but has a... has a... It didn't perform well, but yet has a reputation as being, like, that saucy movie where Affleck and Charlie's Throne are naked, and so it's like, well, you didn't like it. It wasn't enough for the, you to go pay the movie to pay the seat in the theater. But if, what if you walk into your video store and you see like director's cut sexier than ever? And you're like, oh, that's the movie where they bang. Oh, I'm going to get to see more boobies. And you might like get to see a boob. and might get to see more, more Affleck butt. And so you're no just like. No one's going for the Affleck butt. They're all going for the Charlie's boobies. They're all going for the. Well, later you can go. See, if you just waited a few years, you could go to Gone Girl and get some Affleck dick, which is even better. Because hanging flaccid penis. Hanging flaccid dong. exciting in for movies. people yeah. to see. But yeah, so I mean, that's the thing. Now, I don't know. Like, it's. They say. I, I can't remember. The, the previous cut compared to the director's cut, I don't know if there's more new... I don't think there's more... There, I think there's a little bit more... There's extra thrusting. A little extra Affleck butt thrusting in this director's cut. Because I don't think thrusting is allowed in... A lot of thrusting is uh, not allowed in an R-rated movie. So I think that's where your extra sauciness is from. So really, when they say sex... And yes, they were marketing it to, to the men. Because they knew yeah. Charlie Saren was in it. But what yeah. they got when they watched it was Affleck. <laughs> they got more yeah. Affleck and not any yeah, more Charlie's Theron. Some of that more Affleck. So, yeah. No, that's a, you had it right. I like your explanation, though. It's pretty good. You want to see that Snyder cut, don't you? No. Do you even know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, good. I don't. <laughs> but I just am assuming my answer should be no. Yeah, never mind. doesn't matter. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing. There's a people on the internet are excited about they want the Zack Snyder to get the put out his cut of Justice League release the Snyder cut I don't know what do you want from me I'm reading on IMDB really quickly about what is extra in the director's cut oh included oh so, so the oh no we cut. I know one thing we can we'll talk about it when we get to that scene fine okay the darts right no the, the darts okay you could tell me another one no it's fine okay so how do you want to go about this? Because this movie is fucking ridiculous, right? The very premise is insane. Which, what you remembered was pretty spot on. But, like, the way it begins is so weird, right? It is, like, what was yeah. fun about when we watched this was was that uh, the show that I've been watching with our youngest son to try to get him to go to sleep late at night. Marshall. Marshall. Is Catfish. Uh, you know, the show where they go around and they're fixing people's uh, fake online relationships, right? Yes. Um, this is like, this is catfish only on a prison level, right? This is a big catfish movie. <laughs> it is, only it starts out and you think it's a different kind of catfish. Oh, yeah. So Ben Affleck's cellmate is reading these letters and has these pictures and you're like, that is not who that a is. A fuck hundred of Charlie Theron. You're like, there's no way that's Charlie Theron. Yeah, th that is a, like this a is... fat dude who lives in his mom's basement who's going to murder you. This is like analog catfishing. Yeah. Right? Like you prison catfishing. Catfish. Right. 
but it, I mean, we do find out that it is Charlie Theron, right? Clearly. But what's crazy is that uh, we first of all we get the movie opens with this this ludicrous uh, voiceover narration where we're learning about Affleck's character as like a car thief. And he's doing hard time. He's doing like a fight. Like he's using like prison terminology. Oh, I did. I oh, I that okay. I was wondering what this note I wrote was. Yeah. I'm writing a hard five for Grand Theft Auto. Yep, that's it. Writing a hard five. So this is uh, the first example in about a hundred in this movie of Affleck being very underwater in this movie. <laughs> underwater. Underwater in that he's just. He's not, not pulling it off. He's not equipped to pull this movie off. <laughs> For whatever reason, I love me I love me my Affleck, right? But he is this is this is just he's drowning in this movie. <laughs> not pulling it off. Not even a little bit. Nope. No. And so sounding like a expert car thief, not believable. So I'm riding a hard five for Grand Theft Auto. And he's like making a point of being like, I'm in, I've been doing five years, and then there's been like rapist murders, that are, murders that are getting out in three. And I was just like, I don't think that's how the criminal system necessarily works. I don't think that's accurate. No, I don't. I think he's being a little bitter about the whole situation, right? Or people are lying to him about how long yeah, they've he's been in the exaggerating clink. Exaggerating a bit. Yeah, but anyway, the big deal about this is that it starts off so strange. I mean, the whole movie called Ranger Games alone is a strange because it's a strange name for a movie like this. But like, it starts off of like this life in prison. And, like, Affleck sees this big dude and is like, oh, that guy thinks I ratted on this, ratted on him. He's going to kill me. And they're like, and it's, yeah. And so we get, like, this big old thing where, like, there's a riot that starts because Isaac Hayes, uh, oh, fuck, this movie's so weird. It's Isaac fucking Hayes, right? He shows up and he's like, they're serving food, like gelatin. And he's, like, yelling, monsters in the gelatin in an insane way. And people are oh, yeah, freaking then out. Like, then there's a bunch of cockroaches in the jello. Right, monsters in the gelatin. Right, so that's what, what, what sets off is that, this. Though? What, why is that in this? The movie? cooks are being dicks to those the people on Christmas, I guess. Because the prisoners were being dicks to the cooks. So it starts a riot, and this big guy comes after Affleck. But sure enough, his poor little cellmate friend, which is his name, is Nick. Uh, Nick Cassidy. Nick Cassidy steps in front of the shiv. And gets, Takes it right in the gut, and apparently he's out of the movie. He's dead, right? Dead, dead as a doornail. And you're the just day like before they're supposed to get out. They, they're both getting out on the same day, which is like Christmas Eve. Or oh no, that's not true. It's a couple weeks, maybe a week before Christmas, right? At this point, and Affleck's like. So my favorite part is like he gets stabbed, and he's like, then and then this is example number not number two. The second one we're gonna mention is probably like example twelve of so far the movie of Affleck mm, just underwater. Because uh, he's screaming like guard, <laughs> like help him. Like it's just a bit. It's big Affleck yelling, which is what I refer to it as. And then uh, it cuts to my favorite thing in the world, which is it goes from big Affleck yelling to sad Affleck, and that's a whole different thing. That's usually when he's thinking about his appearances as Batman. But sad Affleck in this case is he's in his cell. It's dark, and you see a single tear roll out of down his eye and down his cheek, and it's just like he's sad. <laughs> He's a sad Affleck. Single tear sad Affleck. Because his cellmate got murdered. One single tear. <laughs> and that's how we do One tear. Yeah. But so then that's... All right. Fine. Now, a natural... A, a, a regular person, I would think. A regular human being. I, again, this is a strange situation. He gets out of prison. Mm -hmm. He sees that Charlie Theron is, in fact, Charlie Theron. Not a catfish. Mm -hmm. Shockingly. Not... He's going to go up to her with sadness and remorse in his voice and he's gonna be like 
Man, I got some bad that, news for you. This is what a normal person, w- I think, would do. A Nick normal Cassidy person... got murdered yesterday. And by the way, uh, his, uh, Ben Affleck's character name is Rudy. Rudy. Which, uh, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What? So, you know, Reindeer Games. Oh my saying. god, I never even put that together. You're shaking your head like you... <laughs> I mean, I didn't until you said it in the movie. Yeah, it's not... They're not calling attention to it a lot. They're just they being don't. funny, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's called Rudy. Uh, but anyway, do you think like he'll just go we'll tell just us? Just pause for a second and yeah. break down the name of Reindeer Games. <laughs> well, I was gonna wait for that for a couple more scenes because Gary Sinise actually <laughs> says the name of the movie, okay. and it is I don't understand. We'll get to it because I don't okay. understand. I don't understand what he means at all. Okay. Uh, but yeah, instead of uh, just telling yeah. the truth, first of all, he gets on the bus, pretends to not see walks her, by or her. walks by her, yeah, and it's, it's going to leave her out in the cold, but then like stops the bus, gets out and be like, well, hey, I'm Nick, hey. Hey. How is that? <laughs> I'm Nick, and hey. The, and what we've gleaned is that he's read enough of the letters to know like enough about her and enough about their relationship and enough about his friend that he can just do this ruse. I don't know why that's a good idea. It seems like a bad idea. It seems like a shitty thing to do. And it's especially for a guy that's supposed to be your protagonist, right? Mm-hmm. Now the movie will correct this <laughs> in various ways. But not in his behavior. His behavior is still bad, right? The decision here is not a redeemable decision. It's just that the movie itself becomes so crazy that you're like, "Oh yeah, we side with him because he's the least crazy in the movie." But no, he decides to like go and they have like this awkward uh thing and before but I don't know, it's a long scene. Jesus movie's full of fucking long people yes. long scenes of people just talking. And they loosen up and then they uh they go to the fucking cabin and they bang. Cause the hotel. She, the ho it's like a dingy dingy hotel somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get a lot of uh yep. Yeah, they be- they fuck a lot. Charlie's Theron, you know, she hasn't hasn't gotten her Oscar yet, so here she is. You know, nude. And here's Affleck thrusting his butt. It was shocking to see her nude. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God, she's naked. Well, because I think she's... This is not the only movie she's done that, but she, before she got Monster, when she won the Oscar, I mean, she was having to run go through Hollywood the way that pretty so actresses stupid. have to do, right? And so... It is a little weird now because it's like, that's Charlie's fucking there. And that's like one of our best actresses. Yeah. Like, period. Like, yep. and she can literally do any, anything I that she wants. I will say this. It was, what, almost 20 years ago? She's mm-hmm. way hotter now. She looks weird in this movie. <laughs> Even like, I mean, not to like, I don't want to like talk about her body, but she looks hotter now. Yeah, it- I, I, I think it's a haircut thing. The haircut's not is great. It, is it the haircut? It's not. It's Cause... a winter setting, and it's this weird winter haircut, and it's a dingy movie. Sure. So she's not meant... I, it's weird, right? It's just yeah. a weird... Uh... It's a little bit... Yeah. Her and her... Yep. Her and uh, Gary Sinise have, like, the same... It's not the same color hair, but it's kind of like the same, like, grimy uh, haircut. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. I, I... Yep. Okay. You're the you've, you're the same gender. You're you could probably get away with nope. more comments than I can say. Nope, that's not okay. Okay. Yep. Just being being a girl doesn't mean I can be sexist. I think that she's been attractive forever. How about that? That's no, uh, it's I bad the other way. I think she's just hotter now. Well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great actress. Yeah. She's not great in this movie. <laughs> she's okay, no. but it's she's get she gets the worst of the the script. I think. I guess what I'm saying is, if like you think Charlize Theron is hot, 
don't go back to this movie just to see your naked. It's not well, going to be like that exciting. I don't think you need to do that. And I mean, I don't know. Do you need to do that? I think if you're like 19, you do that. All right. I mean, sure. You're like, yeah. Although now it's the internet. Now it's just like, oh, oh that clip's Charlize on there. Charlie's there on naked. There's just like, there's this clip, and then there's like the slowed down version of the clip, <laughs> and then there's like the clip from Monster when you're just like, and then people, I'm sure that freaks people out because she's wearing the monster makeup. And then there's, uh, God, she was in another movie, like Two Days in the Valley, where she was like, I just even more blatantly nude than that she was in this because she I don't was. That. It's not a great movie either, but um, yeah. I'm thinking of her in like Mad Max. Well, she's she's not nude in that. She's just I know awesome. she's so hot in that movie. She's awesome. Exactly. That's what she is. She's awesome. She's exactly. got no hand. She's got no hand in that movie. Okay. It's like a you know robot-y thing. I can't. I don't remember that. Come on, man. It's been a while. So you know, this is my so then my one of my favorite things in the movie happens after he they have the sex romp is that he decides that he says like he's and he's looking in the mirror like it's just for a few days. So you just you'll you bang her and then leave her like which is just a shitty. That's also shitty. Like you're a douchebag. Or I'll tell her the truth or whatever. But no, then he's just like he's so happy with her that he decides to like look at his ID where it says his actual this is name. A- Recently out of prison. Yeah. Con. Convict. Can't get a real job. And he's like, hmm, nah, I don't need to be this guy anymore. And decides to throw his only form of ID in a fucking toilet and flushes. And I'm just saying, that shit ain't gonna flush. (laughs) It's gonna get stuck, right? I think it depends on the toilet. Because, I mean, our kids have flushed quite a few things down the toilet. We had a ruler get stuck in our... A six-inch ruler. I think the the ID was a lot smaller than six inches. The ID, but it's it's. I mean, it's wider though than the the ruler was longer. Yes, but not as wide. Whereas the ID, nah, it's going down. Not only that ID gets flushed in our toilet. It's a hotel toilet. Why would you? Oh, they're a little bit better. It's a motel toilet, though. Let's be clear. Well, they got to be prepared for some heavy shit in there. So there's some good flow. See what I did there? Yeah, heavy shit. I got you. You meant you meant literal shit. Got it. I did. I did indeed. We've already talked about hanging dong and literal shit now, so we're doing good. But yeah, he just decides to flush it, and it's just like, yep, there it is. And then the movie gets going finally. This is like a half hour. of This shit, right? Yeah. It, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm already bored. Gary Sinise finally shows up. He's singing "Little Drummer Boy." He's going into the hotel room and then whoop, with an aluminum bat over the head. I'm pretty sure he's dead, or it's just his back. I don't know. He should be dead, remember. but he's not. And then it's revealed that Gary Sinise has showed up, and he uh, is the brother of Charlize Theron, and he has uh, read some letters and knows that Nick, the guy who is actually dead, was uh, working at a casino, uh, and he wants to rob the casino. He's just a truck driver. It's him, it's Donald Logue, it's this other guy that I don't know the actor's name, and it's Danny Trejo, and they're like truck drivers, I guess? Yep. The other they're guy. Gun runners. They're gun runners, right? So they're running guns, but they're just like truck drivers or whatever. Yep. And Gary Sinise, my God, what? He is just uh, going for it in terms of being like a dis- grimy, disgusting villain, isn't he? Yes, it's a a big step away from Lieutenant Dan. He is just really, really trying to make this character work. I don't think it ever works, but uh, you seem to uh, enjoy his uh, ridiculous hair and his ridiculous performance. Oh, yeah. I was totally buying it. I think he, it looked like he was having a lot of fun playing that character. Yep. And it was very believable. So this is where I want to talk about the title. Because right off the bat, he's uh, he thinks that Ben Affleck is Nick, 
And he's like, I read your letters, convict. Don't play no reindeer games with me. So... Don't play no reindeer games with me. Reindeer games... So, to me, Gary Sinise is suggesting that reindeer games in that context are, like, tricks? Or, like, frivolous times? Or frivolous fun? Because he's denying... He said that in response to him denying that, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about, or I'm not Nick, or something at that point, right? Don't play no reindeer games with me. I don't know. I'm baffled. I Is it in the movie? Because the movie wasn't... I don't think it was going to be called Reindeer Games for a little while. Then they made it Reindeer Games. And then they thought about not changing it again or something like that. It was called Deception, well, I right? I mean, okay, so Ben Affleck's name is Rudy. Right. But like They in, don't know that. In the song, the reindeer didn't let Rudolph play in their reindeer games. Right, and then in the TV special, reindeer games are like training. They do like flying training and stuff yeah. like that. And so we're not going to let him, like, because whoever's in charge of that, yeah. like, we're not going to let him play any of our reindeer games or whatever. Yeah. So those are like training sequences. So they're leaving Rudolph out. Right. So I don't know what he means. I, and I think it's only in the movie because, like, someone should, like, the, I think the, the screenwriter or the director was like, someone should say the name of the movie, right? But, like, the title <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. No, I don't, I don't get know. It. I don't How know. Does what... it, why is it called Reindeer Games? I think reindeer games are supposed to be, like, deceptive lies or the, the games we're playing about the truth, right? But I don't, no. that doesn't make sense to the, I think that's what it's attempting to say. But I don't think that that applies to the term reindeer games. Do you? No. Well, that's what I mean. Uh, so it's confusing. It is confusing. This, of course, is also the first time of about ninety-four times that uh, Gary Sinise's character refers to uh, Ben Affleck as just convict. He convict. refers to him as convict. He calls him like it's his first name, convict. I'll tell you what I'm doing here, convict. All right, listen, what this is what's going to happen, convict. Yep. He just keeps saying convict, and I would I would say that. You say he's having a good time and you're liking his performance, and I would counter with every time that he says convict as a sign of him not doing a good job in this movie. Oh, hard disagree. <laughs> That's a sign of him really leaning into it. Oh, God. It's really awkward. It's just an awkward line, uh, screenwriter that wrote uh, several Transformers movies. It sounds like a rope. It sounds like what a just, de- you know what? It sounds like what a Decepticon would say. Oh my god! It would refer to someone as like a convict rather than their name or yep. a shitbag. Even like calling them a shitbag or something yep. like that, or a dickhead yep. or a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like even derogatory names would be better than what this mm-hmm. this statement is. Now, this is around the time that I will give Ben Affleck. He does have one spectacular line delivery. I tease it in my uh, memory. Mm-hmm. Is that he starts because he realizes he has to go along with this plan to stay alive. That he's going to pretend to be Nick and he's going to. Give him the answers to this casino. They're going to rob the casino through it with his insider knowledge of the casino. But he wants a few demands first. He wants some hot chocolate. And I have to get it right. I wrote it down. Get it right. And some pecan fucking pie. Pecan fucking pie. And he do- does that in that old Aflac way that only Aflac can do. Pecan shmarmy. fucking pie. Yeah. It's that schmarmy, charmy. It's a charmy schmarmy is what I call it. It works because it's like, oh, he thinks he's something, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, but he's not. Mm-hmm. But you're like... Yeah, but he's kind of pulling it off. He's pulling it off a little bit. So, I like that line delivery, but that is literally the only uh, thing. Anyway, but that's like the only scene that works with Affleck, right? We get, uh, now, a couple of, a few episodes back, we did an episode with Ben Affleck called Phantoms. 
We sure did. Made by the same studios. This like this was back when Affleck was with the Weinstein people hard, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's the second movie now mm-hmm. where we get Affleck in a cowboy hat. Yes. They put him in a disguise to go scope out the casino. And it is the most ridiculous Western wear costume that they've ever dressed someone in. If you saw this person walking into a casino, he's got like a goatee, fake goatee, very brand, colorful. Brand new colorful shirt. A vest, maybe? Yeah, uh, and a giant hat, cowboy hat. Yep. You saw this guy coming into a casino, you'd just be like, this fucking guy is... Flag him, watch lo- him. Watch him, ne- kick him out. Like, yep. do whatever you gotta do to keep him from doing anything, right? Yep. At this point, he... I mean, we just got so much nonsense in this movie. He thinks he's gonna try to escape. He's mad. This is the part where, like, he's still not... He's still, like... So we're supposed to sympathize with him, right? Because he's been thrust into the situation of his own doing, Mm -hmm. right? Of his own doing. Oh, yeah. He tries to get out of it several times. But he's mad at Charlize Theron for being like, you should have told him about this brother. You just want me... You know, this is where he starts really, like, being shitty to her. He, like, even says, like, I had better sex in prison, which is just, like, opens up a whole other can of worms of, like, number one... It, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it seemed like you, you were you were enjoying that sex, and yeah. two, like, well, let's hear about some of the sex in prison that you had. Like, what yeah. was up with that? Yeah, was tell that me more? Was it with you? And was it Nick? Was it with like someone that was raping you? Or was it what? with a female in some way? I don't tell know. More. I need to know more. I think it's just a dumb thing he said, but it's not really a burn. It like it's more alarming, right? If you're no, that... it's a burn. He's like, I I had better times getting ass fucked in the shower than fucking you, you dumb fucking person oh wow okay but yeah but doesn't that just seem like like when dumb I, yes it's dumb but also like it opens up a can of worms if like you're that new sexual partner and you're like number one's like well that was that was kind of hurtful and two is like like well what happened did you, like do i need to get like tested like what's going on like you need to like there's more information that's needed oh you weren't about you're worried about the hiv yeah, I am a little bit. I'd be okay. worried. Yeah, if I sure. was Charlize, I'd be like, what the fuck? Excuse me? Was that you joking or what he happened? just got out of prison. You got to assume a few things. Well, yeah. I mean, just just stand in the shower if you don't have sandals. Who knows what you're going to get? You know For what I mean? sure. Just got to get those fl- get flippy floppies in there. I don't know if you get the hiv from your flippy, without having flippy floppies, but... If you have an open sore, maybe. Is, is this... We do get introduced to... Uh, oh, yeah. The other thing was like, a lot of... Everybody's wearing sunglasses in this movie all over the place. Everyone. Yeah, I'll get it. What's up with that? Sunglasses in the casino, mm-hmm. which I feel like another, that's just immediate flag if you're walking into a place with security like cameras. I'm going to play poker, so I wear my sunglasses. Well, I know that they do that sometimes, but, you know, one of the henchmen is always wearing his sunglasses. Charlie Theron's wearing sunglasses at one point for a while, because I think the idea that she has puffy eyes from crying, I don't know. She's, she's remarkably good. Like, not the character, like, the performance, but her, the character she's playing is very good at, like, turning on the waterworks to convince who she needs to convince about uh, whatever's going on. We haven't revealed that yet, but she in on it, right? Yep. But Dennis Farina, is, uh, he is the casino manager, mm-hmm. and he is Dennis Farina, mm-hmm. which is, do you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in that movie that I really like. <laughs> He's really great. He's just like this shitbag manager or whatever. He's complaining about what us. What was and he that. in? He's in all sorts of stuff. Like, all sorts of stuff. Now you're making me on the... Putting me on the spot. I feel like it's a little tea time with Tyler. It's Reindeer Games. He's in Reindeer Games. Good job. Are you going to open your eyes? Jesus, you're like falling asleep. I told you I'm dying here. I'm so tired. It is fucking midnight on a Friday. I am so tired. Friday night. 
just, just happened. Just watch Reindeer Games. There you go, like that. Okay. Anyway, you got tea time with Tyler or are you just fucking with me? I gotta think of something first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dennis Prima's character's name is Jack Bangs, which is a great name for a sleazebag casino manager. Mm-hmm. I wish we could follow him around uh, for a half hour instead of anybody else in the movie. Because he's like hoo and bebopping all over the place like he is great. is just, he tends to do. This is where Ashton Kutcher shows up. Who, 2000. Maybe, here, I'll give you, this will wake you up a little bit. I need a little research done. The, the year is 2000. Ashton Kutcher. He's a thing at this point. The 70s show and stuff, yeah. Look it up. I want to know. I already closed my laptop. I'm no. relaxing here. Picking no. my feet up. This is not a relaxing. We are getting deep ah! into the reindeer games. Breaking my laptop. Ashton Kutcher in 2000. It, this is like, he appears to be like an extra in this movie. Like, he's in like five seconds. Or is it like, it's a cameo? Well, I know, but this movie has a, a couple of weird, it's, it's, what a weird cameo, though. Like, it's not even calling attention to, barely even calling attention to itself. Now, I know the movie was maybe made a little bit early, but what was, I want to know when Ashton Kutcher's, I, I feel like that 70s show was on. That 70s show was 1998 to 2006. Yeah. That's so weird that he's, I mean, even, even if they film this a year ahead of its release or even more than that, he's on that show. Just, it's such a strange, uh, spot to see him in the thing. We didn't even mention one of our henchmen is played by Donald Logue. That was actually, uh, originally cast. It was Vin Diesel. Dude, Where's My Car also came out in 2000. That's so weird that this movie, when, what was the release date of Dude, Where's My Car? Uh. Which is a terrible fucking movie, by the way, but whatever. He also was in a movie called Down to You. He played Jim Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Down to You is okay. Is that with uh, Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor? I don't know. December of 2000. That's Down with Love. Dude, where's my car? Was oh, it was December. full year. Down with yeah. Love is the one I was saying with Ewan McGregor. Anyway, whatever. He's in the movie for five seconds. Donald Logue is what I was saying. That was originally Vin Diesel... Now, on the IMDb and the Wikipedia have conflicting news reports about what happened to Vin Diesel in this movie. One was like, he fought with the director, John Frankenheimer, over the script. And it's just like, what the fuck? What do you mean he fought over the script? Like, he's a bear, he's the character's like, he's like six build. Like, mm-hmm. what kind of clout does Vin Diesel have to fight with anybody? He was in Saving Private Ryan and a, a Boiler Room a little bit, I think, at that point. But, like, he's not anything. The more seemingly more accurate one to me is that right around this time was cast in the Fast and the Furious first movie and was like, it seems to me it was like, well, I could go be the star, have the starring role in this Fast and Furious movie that's going to blow up, or I can play the fifth build, sixth build guy in Ranger Games. Uh, sorry, John Frankenheimer, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what happened. He totally. just left to go do Fast and the Furious. Diesel. Oh. Fun fact. Yes. What was uh, his his cellmate's name? Nick. Nick. Like Caraway. Saint Nick. Well, Saint Nick. Yeah. Oh my God! This yeah. movie. This movie. It's a Christmas themed movie, right? It came out in February. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, that ch- that thing leads into a big old chase. This is like their only real like action sequence, I would say, in the movie where he uh, is running away from them. They're chasing him in the car, but then this is curious. Charlie's Theron like, wrecks the car when Gary Sinise is driving, which doesn't make a lot of... That's the part that really is just like, why would you do that knowing what we know later? It about, doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, 
I'm trying to think, like, why... She needs Ben Affleck alive. She needs Ben Affleck alive. She needs Ben Affleck alive. So she's just trying to, like, keep him alive. So yeah. not getting hit by a car. That makes yeah. sense. Because the brother is a shitbag. Like, because she's really... Her plan is above Gary Sinise's yep. plan from what we learn later. Yep. All right. But anyway, she ends up running on the ice with the... Like, and getting shot at. Like, it's not a great plan. Because you're just you're putting yourself in huge danger. And like I say, this is a big action sequence, but it's not. It's just like running across a lake. They fall in the uh, in the lake. They get stuck under the ice, which mm-hmm. happens to literally everybody in a movie if they fall on ice, right? And uh, eventually they get out. And then there's this weird thing where um, there's like there's a guy ice fishing in a hut, and this movie stops to go and have Gary Sinise walk over slowly and murder this guy. Yeah. He's already shot him. And then he, like, shoots the ice around him so he submerges. It's such a fucking weird, like, extra ugly thing in the movie. I if that was extra with the director's cut. Maybe it was, and Ugh. I don't remember. But uh, what an ugly extra thing to add to the movie. But then we get the best uh, acting in the movie, which is uh, your favorite. I like Sad Affleck. I like Big Yelly Affleck. But your favorite Affleck is Shiver and Affleck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yep. He's cold, you see, oh from God, falling in the lake. And he's just like, he it is... He's making this face <laughs> with, like, if if I could give it a sound effect for our listeners here, it'd be like this. Uh, oh, I, I feel like he was actually... <laughs> Oh, he's so cold. He, he is. like that? Yeah. Is he, that the sound? I feel like he was making that sound while he was saying his words like, I'm not gonna <laughs> chatter, chatter. Like, almost like he was actually, like, vocalizing the words of, like, saying chatter, 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 chatter. Like, this is, uh, it's a big swing. And he's, uh, well, he's drowning. Really, he's not drowning the whole movie. He's drowning in a frozen lake and he can't get out. He's punching his way on the ice to try to get out of that frozen lake. Yep. This is the metaphor for his acting in the movie. Yep. And he's just not quite breaking through the ice. Is this the same time when they're doing the darts? Is this kind of around that time or that happened before this? That's after. There's so many he's of these wet scenes. And cold and shivering, and then he's like, "Do the darts." So oh, that's right. Like, so they're like, <laughs> they're obsessed with darts. Like earlier when they get to this hotel, they're like, "There's a scene where they're like." The bad guys are throwing darts and they're playing darts, and then yeah. they have the after darts are fun. Tyler. Well, because they're road, they're they're truckers, and I guess they go to a lot of bars with darts. Sure. So then, like, they have Affleck throwing, but then uh, Sinise is getting mad at him, and so he's chucking darts. And this was apparently a cutscene, and you can tell by the way, because there's this is some moments in this part of the movie where there's like these awkward jump cuts yep. that they clearly were splicing more se- sequences in, and it's like they're trying to suggest that these darts were like. Oh, they couldn't have these darts in the R-rated version. I was like, why? They're just like fucking darts. Yeah, they like they land in his body, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's meant to be like disturbing, but it's just like that's it's just more great Affleck af- yep. cry acting. It's like because now he's yelling in pain, big yep. Affleck yelling. Mm-hmm. He's sad, so you get a little sad Affleck in there. But he's also cold Affleck, so he's going <laughs> and he is uh, in pain, so he's like ah, so he's he's squealing, chattering howling in pain and uh weeping in sadness all yep. at once this it's a commanding performance is what it is it sure is i love it <laughs> he's just punching his way through that ice you're getting your tea ready are you planning a tea time with tyler i'm really anxious now about it you are yeah i don't tell know. me about your anxiety i just have a lot of anxiety about it because i feel like i'm uh I feel like Affleck right now. You are tired, and I'm just, like, punching my way, trying to power through this to get through this crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. And now you're putting me on a, the spot, and I'm gonna, I'm too focused on the movie that I can't think of anything else. 
I won't be able to process whatever whatever you have thrown at me. Oh. I didn't even remember the name of the segment from before. What are you doing now? You're looking at the cup in, in disgust. Oh, there's things floating on the top of my hot water. That's gross. Questionable things. I don't know if I want to drink that. What is that? <laughs> They're like white flecks on the top of my hot water, my thing. Mm. I wonder if my lid is flicking. That's Oh, ew. Oh, God, no, I'm not drinking that. No tea time with Tyler. Gotta wash this cup out. What was it? Is it dandruff like, from your hair? No, you know, it's just a little bit of scum off the lid. Soap scum? You gotta f- remember to wash the lid when you wash these. I don't use that. That's your thing. I was I was saying you as in like a general you. Oh, okay. Um, so where are we at in the movie? I'll I'll take us to the end. Oh God! You ready? It's just like so Give much. Give me the baton. Where are we at? No, I want to know. So right after that, I do want to know what the logic because like they this movie has to bend over somewhat. So it keeps setting up scenarios where he can potentially escape this, oh, but then like so many times, but they don't because there's always like a guy standing outside. Like these henchmen. Are just one's either smoking constantly or one's just constantly like outside. Yep. Because he keeps the dart that he gets, and he like un because he gets chained to the bed, right? And he unscrews the the bolt on the bed so he can get out, and he runs off. And you think like he's gonna go get out of here. Well, first thing he does, he goes and he sees a guy's NRA sticker in the parking lot, like a hunter, and he thinks like, well, I'll get a gun from the car rather than just like you know fucking leave. Isn't th- that before he goes outside where he before he realizes that dropping? Yeah, it's before that. But then, like, we have a whole sequence there where he's like stuck in the truck because they go and talk right next to that truck, of course. And then he's like, "Well, I can't go and do that." So then he goes back in, and then we get that pool scene, which we can talk about separately. And then, like, he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." But then, like, literally, Danny Trejo's in one corner, the other guys are in another corner. He can't escape. But we have to spend like fucking five minutes of him yeah. like running through the hotel. To get uh, back to the hotel room. But it's just like, why? Why? Like, it's just a superficial, like, thrills, right? Mm-hmm. So I, that was, I was just baffled by all of that, right? And then you get a... My favorite thing, though, is, like, he he goes and gets back on the chain or whatever, kind of he's holding it up, and then one of the bad guys comes in, he's, like, flicking cards, like, playing cards, like, how you doing? <laughs> so fucking dumb. How you doing? <laughs> Love it. Then there's the pool. So the reason he goes back, or the reason he's going to bail, is because he overhears Charlize Theron, who's been spending this whole time trying to convince uh, Affleck that she's on the up and up. He's She's in the pool with Gary Sinise. Yeah, she is. And they're talking about dirty shit. Banging. They're talking about banging. And they're talking about how, like, she, they, they spent, this is what's crazy. This is such a fucked up relationship. <laughs> Their plan, This if you just go off this plan alone, is that... Uh, they're just writing several convicts. Mm-hmm. This is the plan presented to us in the moment. They're writing several convicts to see which one would stick. And then the plan was, we'll write to them and then, like, whoever comes up with a good plan for a robbery will take that information and then you'll go my, as you as my I'm Gary Sinise, you're my girlfriend. We're in love. The plan is, I'm gonna send you to go fuck an ex-convict for a little while and, like, get him to, like, fall in love with you and, like, actually fuck him. And they mm-hmm. talk about, like, I hate seeing that you fucked him. And she's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about you, but it's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and then they're pretending to be brother and sister, and it's just like, wow. And then we get another just, like, ridiculous, uh, and uh, she just pulls her top off. That's the part they're just like, oh, they're not brother and sister. Oh, you wouldn't show your boobs to your brother, you know. They're like that. not brother and sister, what? 
Yes. And then they start, uh, you know, humping in the in the pool. Humping. That's but a word they, going yeah, the plan is, is that they were trying that the 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 face value plan here is that they were writing several letters. How inefficient! There's what are these people doing? There's got to be an easier way to rob a casino or rob anything other than like having to like get a guy who used to work as a guard at a casino three years prior. How does that help you in a robbery? By the way, it really doesn't. Not much. Anyway, we do eventually get to the point where Affleck hears this, but is pretending that he doesn't know that information, right? Yep. He convinces them that he needs to be in on the job. The job is they all wear the Santa suits. And then the movie, by the way, we didn't mention this, starts off with like four Santa Claus corpses spread out all over the place. So you know that this is ending badly. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird, another weird choice, right? Because we know it's not going to be the star of the movie. So we're already showing off that, like, whatever's going to happen, this is... It's supposed to be shocking, I guess, but it's just, like, just a weird choice. Yep, agreed. And then this uh, this robbery, as you might expect, just uh, doesn't uh, doesn't go correctly at all. Like, at all. They're all wearing the Santa suits. They're all coming in. It's supposed to be this idea, like, oh, we just got off from the mall. We're done for the night. This is totally normal for all these guys in Santa costumes to come in. The whole idea is that it's Christmas Eve. They've sent home half the security staff. And by the way, the casino, a very small casino. Like the size of my house. It's like this backwoods. It's in the middle. It's very wintry, right? The one thing this movie is, is very wintry. We know that that's important to you. Lots of snow. But it's like a, this, it's like a one room casino. There's, the floor is like, there's like two blackjack tables and there's like a few, uh, slot machines it's not big right yeah and they they tell us early on a scene with what's his name in the jack bangs in the casino owners that basically like the casino's not performing well he wants to make it a gaming destination which is just never gonna happen because it's a tiny little room i mean nowadays even like the 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 like reservation um casinos they're pretty big now they're getting yeah. a lot larger this is 2000 so maybe it's uh, not that way but they're like fancy resorts now so they sent half the staff and yet there's still like 50, what 10 security guards <laughs> and this doesn't go well there's a standoff immediately and then all these poor fucking security most of these poor fucking security guards get killed first of all and and why if you're a security guard, work. By the way, this is just a public service announcement for anybody who's a security guard at a casino, a dingy a casino. Security guard anywhere. Just like there are very few things worth dying. Don't over. engage in these uh, massive uh, armed weapon uh, Santa Claus. Unless you're protecting human life, it's probably not fucking worth your life. Like these guys are idiots. They're gonna get caught. Don't get in the crossfire with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, it's just a it's just a bloodbath, and it's ugly. It's that it's it's weird. It's, it's another situation where it, none of the none of the action in this movie is fun. No, it's not. It's not like a like yeah. <laughs> it's not like a thrilling no. sequence, Mm-mm. and it's not tense either. Like, yeah, you know, like the 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 robbery sequence in Heat, for example, that has violent repercussions too. But it's thrilling and it's well staged. Like, there's other things going for it, right? This is just like not not fun in any kind of way, and it's also not put together particularly well. It's kind of dull, and then it just is just carnage, and you're just like, ooh, this is ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get the good, uh, uh, Dennis Farina still, uh, kicking around here, though. They go into his office. There's been a lot of talk about the powwow box. Is that the right? powwow safe. The powwow safe. Seems made up, right? But no. It's a real thing. They have Dennis Farina open the powwow, uh, safe. And Aflac 
uh, sees this and must know this from knowing uh, what his cellmate said to him about what's actually in the powwow safe. Uh, because right when Dennis Freena turns around with his uh, massive arsenal of weapons, Aflac, maybe the only, second only good line of uh, delivery here, because he does that slight grin, his little, he goes, pow-wow. And a single oh tear God. rolls down his eye. No. And then Dennis Freena blows away, although doesn't do a great job of no, uh, dispatching the... People. Couple of these guys get get dead. Um, oh, they give Affleck. Affleck's been trying to get a gun on this uh, thing, and they give him a toy gun, mm-hmm. which he fills with uh, alcohol. Because mm-hmm. that's fun. He just sits to shoot the alcohol in his mouth because they're supposed to be having fun, right? Well, of course, you know that in a movie like this, if someone's given like a squirt thing of some kind of alcohol, there will be a flame. Yeah. There will be a fire. And what a comical flame this is, man! It is a tiny little squirt bottle. And this guy lights a cigarette, and man, he just come, goes up like so fast. As if he were drenched. He was doused, <laughs> like he fell in, like he was, like he was doing a mochaccino a gasoline fight with the Zoolander boys. Yes. That's how much uh, he must have been covered in gas, right? So, so crazy. Charlie Saren, but drives finally. She's involved now. She's driven her car into the casino and she's doing a speech about blah 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 or this and that and who cares, right? And this is the part where I remembered all this shit, right? This is all this shit I remember. But I genuinely forgot. <laughs> I genuinely forgot. I'm like, why are they keep why do they keep taking Affleck after they've done this thing? All the other guys are dead. It's just Sinise and Charlie Saren and Affleck and they're taking him away and they're gonna like ditch the car and they're gonna kick him over the edge of the cliff, right? And Affleck, they've been several instances, by the way, where he's a car thief, right? So he had to, like, hack a, a hotel door. And even, like, it's so dumb, like, all the lines he even says out loud. It's like, come on, Nick. Or, come on, Rudy. Did he say Nick, even? Like, he's, he's like, come on, Rudy. If you can ha- hotwire a car, you can hotwire a hotel door. Which is, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's the same technology. But anyway, he hotwires the car out of the truck and uh, uh, takes Gary Sinise... Uh, right on out of this movie takes him over the cliff blows up or whatever is that before no 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 we got this all oh god who cares right he gets shot what happens who shows up that's the other guy right who gets knocked off the cliff gary sneeze gets shot gary sneeze gets smashed in the back of the semi in the back. Nope. Gary Sinise gets <laughs> shot by the cellmate. This is what's crazy. Gary Sinise gets shot by the cellmate. This is why, this is why, this is the part that I genuinely forgot about because it's so... Every time I feel like it's so I naughty. about it every time. It's so naughty. I'm You're currently just like, in the process of forgetting about it <laughs> I just right forgot now. it again because now I got it wrong again, right? No. Yeah. Charlize Theron shoots Gary Sinise dead and you're just like, what? What? That's her boyfriend. What? And then there's whistling, and then it's like, oh, the fucking guy is still alive. His cellmate's alive. It's been a whole ruse from the start. And you're just like... He faked his death. Nick Cassidy faked his death, knew that Ben Affleck would bang his... Right. Letter the girlfriend, because he was reading the letters mate. out loud. Oh, my God. This is why it's so easy to forget, because it's not one of those, like, it's so crazy, You oh, that's the only thing you remember. It's one of those, it's like... No nope. way! They, no way! They nope. no way! They tried this in this movie. There's just nope. no way. There's no way that they they could do this. Like no way. But no, that's what it is. I oh I forget everything. And it also doesn't. It hurts because the actor is like not anybody that's like known, right? 
not anybody that I know very sure. well. Yep. So he's just like a fucking forgettable dude. <laughs> it's been so long. The movie's so long. You're like, oh yeah, this movie started with that guy getting killed. Here he is. He's still here. I forgot about that already. Yep. Like, cause you already forgot about him before this even happens. So yeah, he comes around the corner. Gary Sinise is dead. Holy shit. So yeah, the plan was, I'm, it was his girlfriend from prior. From high school. From high school. He wants to knock off the casino. He goes to prison because he gets in a bar fight with someone who was hitting on Charlie's Theron. And he accidentally killed him. He, he got less time so he gets than... manslaughter. Right. Gets so manslaughter, which I don't know if that's so how you phrase that. So then he and Charlize hatch this whole plan. Mm-hmm. And the plan is to get your cellmate... To fake your death. To fake... You're going to fake your death. You're going to have the guy fake shiv you. He's bleeding. It must have a capsule or something. But wouldn't you... I think the jit, you would hear something from the guards or something, be like, oh, yeah. Like, you'd be like, oh, is he dead? Is he alive? Is he in the hospital? But no, like, they just no, skip over all I that. I wonder if, if there's something, like, if he really faked his death. Well, they skip over it because, like, I, the way they skip over it makes it feel like it's final because it's like, well, yeah, wouldn't you have asked if he was dead or something? Or Because he, he doesn't necessarily die in his arms. I guess that's the idea. The implication is that he died in his arms before. No, the guards tell me that he's dead. So he paid the guards off, too, to tell yep. Affleck that he's dead? Yep. Okay, so that's part of the plan. The other part of the plan is, okay, girlfriend that I apparently love, I'm going to have you show up. Uh, you're going to, first of all, you're going to concoct this whole fucking other ruse with this, these truck driver guys. For months and months and months, you're going to date Gary Sinise. Well, you're going to bang Gary Sinise. Yep. And hang out with his weird trucker friends that all have fucking weird nicknames, yep. right? Like Roger Dodger and yep. Monster Man or whoever the fuck. Mm -hmm. So then he's like, okay, bang him. And then come up with this idea of like writing me but you're really right me but we're gonna target my sell me why 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 him what is so how how is it, it like matter, instrumental they they need someone to go rob that casino so it doesn't have to be him and he can give him the information through the like through the knowledge keep telling him things about the powwow safe yep. and all this and that but see when the during the movie we're not necessarily sure of how much Affleck actually knows until he says powwow safe right yep because you think he doesn't know where things are located like like where it is in the actual building like where the offices where the bathrooms that's are. what gets him in trouble in the first yep. place with one of the bad guys right so. That has to, that, that, he doesn't even, like, you don't even know how much he's supposed to know. And then it's like, okay, so yeah, you're banging Gary Sinise, so then you go, and mm -hmm. then you bang Ben Affleck, because he's gonna pretend that I'm dead, and you're gonna have to pretend that you're sad, or you're, like, not, you know, that you're in, like, all into that, even though you know that I'm not, and all this other stuff's going on. And then you have to pretend that you're sad when Gary Sinise shows up, but then you have to, like, oh my so god. fucked up. It's so insane. It's a really toxic relationship. I can't even keep it straight. How would you manage to keep all this straight? For, I would say, is Christmas Eve in the middle of nowhere, and it's really snowy, how much money, the casino doesn't have to hold, you have to hold as much money as, is like, you're betting oh, on. Oh, they, they made some throwaway comment about why that's a good night, because they don't take their money until They whenever. don't take their money in, right? Or was that Home Alone 2? I don't remember. <laughs> Ooh, teasing another episode I hear. Oh, <laughs> stay tuned. What a fucking ruse, though. It is just so insane that I've already forgotten where I started explaining it now, and I've already okay. forgotten that that's the twist. Yep, so then the cellmate ties Ben Affleck to the steering wheel of the car in the semi-truck. They're going to push it over the cliff, so then it looks like Ben Affleck crashed with some of the money and then they get and all the santa's five santa clauses came into that casino five santa clauses have to go out dead now right. they get a Charlize and nick get a walk off 
Oh, so while they're pushing it, he's oh they start his car on fire. Oh yep, yep. And then they which start... lights up a lot slower than that guy. Oh, a lot slower. A lot slower. And then he's uh, Nick's in the semi truck trying to push Ben Affleck out, mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck's trying to hurriedly get the fucking car started. Finally, does and just gets to do a line it in reverse. He's like, never put a car thief behind the wheels behind the wheel. <laughs> and hits the gas and smashes. Nick Cassidy. And then when he smashes Nick Cassidy, a single tear rolls down Affleck's yep. face. And then he throws it into drive. Uh-huh. And then he smashes into Charlize? Or is that Charlize go first? I can't even remember. It's just like they both get hit by this car. I don't Does know. She, I think he hits her with the car on fire and it goes over the cliff. And he rolls out. And he rolls out and he has to like cliffhang. He does like the cliffhanger shot. I don't uh, remember. Like Stallone is on the cliffhanger. And there's an explosion forgot. behind him and it doesn't look like it really and happened. And then his cellmate is... Pleading for his life because he's still not totally dead. Oh, he's still not dead. Oh, my God. Then In what? my mind, I already thought it was Sinise. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> but so he's already dead. He's not totally dead. How does he dis- dispatch his, his cellmate? I can't remember. I think he, like, reaches for a gun or something. I don't know. Or he, No, he, that, he gets blown up down the hill. Blown up down he, the hill. He gets exploded. The whole train, the whole, the whole truck goes over the edge, doesn't it? Oh, that's what he does. He he. Le- so he's been smashed because <laughs> he got rear-ended, right? Right. So he's like hobbling out, trying to negotiate, and then Ben Affleck closes the semi truck door and puts the semi truck in reverse and throws that off the cliff. So then he goes down, and, and it also up. explodes. Oh wow! So he, so yeah, he that, gets the last. That's it. Yeah, but still, even in my mind, I'm still just like, was it Gary Sinise in the semi? Because I'm just like, because this guy's such a nothing burger in the movie, and you remember Gary. I mean, for whatever it's worth, you remember Gary Sinise going convict. Yeah, oh, we're gonna Lieutenant Dan, and he's awesome. Put on your Santa costume, convict. Okay. So that gets us to the end. No, it doesn't. So then Ben Affleck has all this fucking. <laughs> then there's like five more minutes of this. Ben Affleck has like two bags of money, which is is. Let's be honest. Not that much fucking money. Well, I don't know what the denomination is in there, but... Even if it's $100 bills, it's not that much fucking money. a good amount of money. I don't know. So he's just walking back to town, and instead of keeping all the money for himself, you know, since he doesn't have an ID, and he's got to start his life over. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, he walks through town, and he just puts bundles of cash into people's mailboxes. Which is going to get... That's going to get a lot of people in trouble. (laughs) Fucking Robin Hood. And then he makes it all the way to his house, house his family, his family, and has Christmas dinner with them. And he seems very happy in his voiceover of like, oh, Christmas time is so special, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why didn't what he? What the fuck? And it doesn't, he didn't have to walk that far. Like, why didn't anybody pick him up at the jail? <laughs> I know. Like, is this really a happy family dinner? They're like, oh, fucking Rudy's here. We see him laughing. I guess you don't really see a lot of the family like going like, "Fuck!" I, he Jesus showed up. Christ. I didn't think he would yeah, actually show up. Fucking here. blood all over him. We should probably call the cops. Yeah, he showed up with money. Who knows? Oh, and then they turn the TV on. There's like five Santa Clauses dead. He's still wearing a Santa Claus costume, by the way. Oh, it's so stupid. And he's like, my memory of it though is uh, not of. Um, of the part where he's walking with the giving the money out. It's not. It's not actually in the movie, but my memory of it is, is he's got it hoisted over his back and he's smiling. I'm thinking of Jerry Seinfeld when he's the mailman in Seinfeld <laughs> and he's like super excited about doing it for the one day he's covering for Newman no. and he's just like going down the, and he's like whistling. That's what I remember That's kind Ben of Affleck. Ben Affleck's doing he's like end. whistling down the street and like, woohoo, have yourself kind of a merry little, he's doing the little drummer boy all movie long. So yeah, it's kind of like that. 
Reindeer games. Reindeer I already games. forgot the big twist that we just spent the whole 15 minutes breaking down. Jesus what Christ. What a fucking insane movie. It's so good, I totally watch it again. Because <laughs> you forgot it. You don't even remember yeah, what happened. Yeah, like, I've never seen this if movie. If you wait two years from now, you will not remember. You'll be like, there's something to do with a semi-truck. I always remembered the... like, I know, the, the one twist is, like, sensible, because you're like, okay, she's... Because you... Not her boyfriend. It makes sense that she would be involved at this point. So you you can remember that, and there's a pool scene, and there's nudity, so you're just like, I remember that. I'm a 2000. I'm a 16-year-old. Right? You remember that. But uh, now I always forget that other part. That's just so insane, because it just adds... I mean, it's already ludicrous. But let's not forget that the hero of the movie was still a guy that was like, my my cellmate's dead. I'm going to go bang his girlfriend. I don't... Yes, he gets released from that moral conundrum because everybody else is conning him right but still like if he had just not been a bad dude and if it had been electric you'd have just walked up to shit. her and been like he died i'm so sorry see you later so like nick cassidy knew that his roommate was a piece of shit yep. and would not do that yeah, like how you said roommate like a jail is there's room they're roommates yeah they're roommates but He's fucking just... good but fucking sex roommates. I think that's homophobic. No, because he <laughs> said he had better sex in prison. I was calling back to that comment. You're gonna get, you're gonna get an email. Why? All right. It's just, just so derogatory. Just, you know, you don't have to be so derogatory with that phrase. What if they what? enjoy... If they want to buttfuck, they can buttfuck yeah, all they want. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily saying it was a bad all thing. Right, you let them buttfuck. Although, that, then that's another violation of uh, this relationship that Charlie... Clearly, it's an open relationship. Charlie's there and uh, All Nick. right, I'm calling it. Guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been Reindeer Games on Old Millennial... For some reason. Movies. <laughs> Uh, it's a movie that Tyler owns. If you'd like to borrow the director's <laughs> cut, just comment us, and I will email it to you so I can get it out of my house. No, it's the director's cut. we got to hold on to it. Oh, it's so valuable. It's the director's cut. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will talk at you another movie. You see my face? There's a single tear rolling down my face single right now. Tear. Sad Affleck. I'm cold. I'm too cold. <laughs>